Amen. You can start, Daniel. Amen. And we are live. Amen. Pastor, we're live. Oh, hallelujah. We thank God this morning. Good morning, everyone watching us this morning. Uh, we are very grateful and we bless the name of the Lord for giving us uh, this day to present and declare the word of God in your life um, this morning. My name is Pastor Daniel Yeboa of Lightway Church of God in Christ. Um, one church, two location, uh, Southern California, City uh, of Moreno Valley, and then Ghana, West Africa, in the eastern part of the country. And uh, uh, this is arena of release and breakthrough. Arena of release and breakthrough. And that's my lovely wife, first lady, and evangelist Janada, your wife. Want to say hello you. to the people this morning. God bless. You. Um, we thank God that He has brought us this far. This morning we're gonna continue with the message that I started um, last week, and we were talking about dealing with the spirit of murmuring and complaining during hardships dealing with the spirit of murmuring and complaining during times of hardships so this is part two and um uh, in that message i already explained the difference between murmuring and complaining because most times we use those two words at the same time. So sometimes we do not uh, realize that they are two two different words. Uh, because murmuring is the component of language that we use when we are complaining. And complaining is the act. And uh, from last, piggybacking on last week's message, that we all know that if we murmur and we complain all the time, it's a sin. We are being ungrateful. And we use examples in the Word of God uh, to support that point. So this morning, uh, uh, murmuring and complaining habitually, meaning when it becomes a habit, prevents us from seeing what God is doing in this challenging time. Mm -hmm. If you are caught up with the habit of murmuring and complaining all the time and sometimes it could be as a result of what is transpiring in our world today that has you know affected or impacted you in a way but you have not you know uh, known that you this is what you're doing mm -hmm. and where it's coming from or uh, you have always been like that god is calling us and is pointing uh, the, 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 this problem out to us through his way. So if we mama and we complain, we would not see what God is doing in the midst of these challenging times as we experience in our world today. Why? Because crisis, crisis, challenges, trouble, trying times do not prevent God's plan for our lives. It cannot prevent God's plan for our life from coming to manifestation. But it rather solidifies. It solidifies the plan of God for our life. Why? Because 
promotion comes after we pass the test of our faith. Amen. It's just like, you know, you're going to school to acquire some type of a degree or any type of uh, knowledge or education. You are only promoted when you pass the test. Yes. So in this season, our promotion will come when we pass the test that we are going through, not by murmuring and complaining all the time. Uh, could you read Numbers chapter 20, verse 1 to 5 for us? Numbers chapter 20, verse 1 to 5. Then the Israelites, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zin in the first month, in the 40th year after leaving Egypt. And the people lived in Kadesh. Mm -hmm. Miriam died there and was buried there. Yes. Now there was no water for the congregation, and they gathered together against Moses and yeah. Aaron. Yeah. The people contended with Moses and said, If only we had perished when our brothers perished in the plague before the Lord. Why have you brought up the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness to die here? Mm. We and our livestock. Why have you made us come from Egypt to bring us to this wretched place? Wow. Is it not a place of grain or figs mm. of, or of vines or pomegranates? And there is no water to drink. So, hear what the people of Israel, just for a little bit of, uh, you know, hardship, a little bit, they forgot all that God have done for them. And they began to murmur and complain about where God has brought them. But they forgot that God is almighty powerful yes. and the same the same abilities that he had to have taken them and delivered them mm -hmm. from trouble in Egypt. It was the same God they were dealing same with. God. Same yes. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. Now look at Exodus chapter 17 verse 1, 1 to 4. Exodus chapter 17 verse 1 to 4. Then all the congregation of the children of Israel moved from the wilderness of sin by stages according to the commandment of the Lord and camped at Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Uh -huh. Therefore the people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water so we may have something to drink. Mm -hmm. And Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Wow. Why do you tempt the Lord and try his patience? Mm. But the people were thirsty for water. And the people murmured against Moses and wow. said, Why did you bring us up from Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord for help, saying, what shall I do with this people? Mm. They are almost ready to stone me. They are almost <laughs> ready to stone me. These people were a people whose heart had drifted away from God. Just a couple days mm -hmm. after they had come out of a great deliverance. Mm -hmm. But when God delivered Israel from bondage in the land of Egypt, he also had a plan. Mm. So the plan was delivering them and then sending them to the land that he had promised, the blessed land. Mm -hmm. 
the land filled with what? Milk and honey. That land was flowing with blessings and prosperity. But these people, however, did not cooperate with the plan of God for their life. The plan of God designated and intended to benefit them. They, do not, they did not cooperate with God's plan for their life. And then you might say, but uh, Pastor, why are you using that as a comparison? Mm -hmm. Because if you are in the Lord, if you are a believer, or you are yet to become, in Him we move, mm -hmm. in Jesus Christ we live, and in Jesus Christ we have our being. So all your life is connected to God. So if you're complaining about sugar, then God is looking at you like, you only complain about sugar, but how about, you know, some of the, how about the car bless you with? Mm -hmm. How about this? So your complaining in the sight of God is like, God has not done anything for you to be grateful about mm -hmm. and to also have the knowledge that he is going to provide, he is going to fix that problem or that situation for you. Amen. So these people complained and they fought Moses and Aaron who were the leaders every aspect of the journey through the wilderness. God intended to take them through the wilderness to shape, mold and perfect them to establish a relationship with them because the wilderness was a place of lack. So when we come to where no one else could help us, we are to look up to God. Mm -hmm. So that's the lesson, that's the education, spiritual education that God was trying to take them through. With a place and a land of nothing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we come to a situation like that in our lives, all around our lives, and God is at the background, looking at what decision or what I what we're gonna do. Are we gonna humble ourselves and call on him and bring him to the equation of that problem mm. so that his power will be manifested to help us? Or we're gonna forget about every good thing that God has done for us and mama and complain. But if we have a relationship with God. Then in time of problems, he will be the number one to call on. Because we will remember God in time of our challenges and our problems and not complain. This makes us know that Bible used these examples for us to learn from. Mm -hmm. So this situation of these Israelites and dealing with God through the time of lack and processing time, to get to the promise. Why? Because God did not want them to forget God yes. when they got to the promised land. Filled with prosperity, filled with plenty, filled with blessing. God did not want these people to forget Him. So He was trying to uh, fill their lives with God before they got the plenty. And that's what most of us are doing now. Once we are blessed, we have nothing to do with the things of God. God did not want that with these people because the land which they were going to take over had other gods 
that could lead them to drift away and not worship and serve God as God intended them to be. So these are examples for our work, our life with God this time. Even though we also struggle from, uh, from, from our own journey in our bondage to sin and possessing our inheritance in Christ. We also struggle. Mm -hmm. So in our struggle, these examples, how God dealt with his people of Israel and the leaders will be our example not to murmur and complain, just as they, they did, because there is a possession of blessings for us when we are able to overcome these uh, problems that causes us to murmur and complain. Just remember that the challenge, the trying times, mm. always God will use something you love, mm. where your passion and your heart is. So your passion and your heart is is on your husband, your wife, your children, your car, your fun, your money. Then your faith will not be in God. Your faith will be in those things. So God will send trying times through those areas until you pass that test. So if you look at your life, you realize that. Where your passion is, that's where your challenge and your tough times are. If it's in your relationship, if all your focus and everything is on, is on your husband or your wife, you look at the number, the challenging and the problem you have in that relationship mm -hmm. or your children. So that is the test of your faith. God will use the thing that we cherish and I show my passion about to use as a test. For our faith. Yes. For our faith. The wilderness was a place to test the faith of these people. And it generated a lot of murmuring and complaining. And God was trying to establish a relationship with them. So they will be established in God. Because when they experienced that God could supply and provide for every need of theirs at a place of nowhere. At a place of nowhere, nothing. In the wilderness, there was nothing. There was no restaurants. That's why they compared the wilderness to the good food they were eating in Egypt, bondage and captivity. To the good drinks and all the life they were living in Egypt. In the wilderness, is plain. If you're driving... Uh, 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 between states, you you realize that you get to certain parts of the of uh, of the journey. There's nothing, nothing. The land of nowhere. So that's where they find themselves. Mm -hmm. The land of nowhere, mm -hmm. and they forgot God could provide and supply for them. But God was using this land of nowhere to test their faith, and for them to know that. God could provide and supply for them out of nowhere so they could what? Trust and depend on him. My God. Yes. Because if you experience God blessing you out of nowhere, you will know that God is dependable He's and trustworthy. Yes. Dependable and trustworthy. Yes. 
Now, what is the source of our murmuring and complaining and this impact on our blessing? What is the source? How does this murmuring and complaining come? We sometimes murmur and complain when there's a problem, any kind of problem, or when there's problems with fairness and issues with false sense of justice. Mm -hmm. False sense of what? Injustice. Mm -hmm. When there's a false sense of injustice or any kind of problem or issues with fairness. You have not been fair to me. Mm -hmm. Or you think some, some things that was done was not fair to you. And two, people complain when they are exposed to greater dangers and distress. Mm. We complain, we begin to mama and complain when we are exposed to greater dangers and distress. Another source of our murmuring and complain is pride and judging others. Mm. Our prideful nature and judging others. Look at James chapter 4 verse 11. James chapter 4 verse 11. Believers, do not speak against or slander one another. He who speaks self-righteously against a brother or judges his brother speaks against the law and judges the law. Yes. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge of, of it. The, of it. So, so a heart filled with pride leads to what? A judgmental spirit. Mm -hmm. For unbelief and fear. Unbelief and fear. When we are filled with fear and as a result, unbelief, then we mama and complain. Yes. We are look, looking for a safety net. A safety net with our murmuring and complaining. We look at Numbers chapter 14 verse 10. When they were about to enter the promised land, God gave the instruction that they should go and spy mm -hmm. the land filled with milk and honey. And the report that they came to present to Moses and Aaron, it was a division in the camp. Two of them, Caleb and Joshua, who knew what God could do mm -hmm. through any difficult challenges in time, said, even though the land was filled with the anarchists, the giants, but also we saw the blessing because they brought fruits from the land to show how fruitful it was. It was. Mm -hmm. So these two stood in their faith. It was 12 men, mm -hmm. each tribe making up of 12 tribes of Israel sent a man to be part of this uh, this group. And so these two stood up in their faith, knowing that God is powerful. Yes. And, that, and the other ten rose up and said, no, we cannot go because the fear and unbelief entered your heart. And as a result of that, they did not experience this blessing. So we could learn that Murmuring and complaining and not walking in faith could cause the wrath of God to come in our lives to prevent us from taking the blessing or possessing the blessings that God has for us. And as a result of this murmuring and complaining, 14,700 people were dead. The land 
open and, and, and swallow them up because they murmur and complain against God and the leaders. You might be complaining against people, but in other sense, you forget you might be complaining against God through that your action. A plague hit the land and 14,700 of these Israelites were dead. As a result of that, all that were above 20 years did not see the promised land. Even Moses did not see the promised land. Because the people's murmuring and complaining affected him. And he reacted the way he wasn't supposed to towards God. Hmm. Sometimes our complaining could be a sign of depression. Yes. Uh, your complaining could be a sign of being depressed. depressed. Your murmuring and your complaining could be a sign of you being depressed. Look at Numbers chapter 16 verse 41 to 50. Numbers chapter 16 verse 41 to 50. But on the next day, the entire congregation of the Israelites murmured against Moses and Aaron, saying, You have caused the death of the people of God. Mm. When the congregation was assembled against Moses and Aaron, yeah. they turned and looked at the tent of meeting. And behold, the cloud covered it, and the glory and brilliance of the Lord appeared. Mm. Then Moses and Aaron came to the front of the tent of meeting. Mm. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Get away from among this congregation, wow. so that I may consume them immediately. Mm. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces in silence before the Lord. Moses said to Aaron, Take a censer and put fire in it wow. from the altar and lay incense on it. Then bring it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them. Mm. For wrath has gone forth from the Lord. The plague has begun. Wow. So Aaron took the burning censer as Moses commanded and ran in the midst of the assembly. And behold, the plague had already begun among the people. Mm. And he put on the incense and made atonement for the people. He stood between the dead and the living mm. so that the plague was brought to an end. But those who died in the plague were 14,700 beside those who had died because of Korah. Wow. Then Aaron returned to Moses at the doorway of the tent of meeting, for the plague has been brought to an end. Murmuring and complaining, rising up against authority. Yes. How do we gain authority over the spirit of murmuring and complaining mm. in our life? If we have a problem, yes. murmuring all the time, complaining all the time, nothing satisfies us. We are ungrateful to all around us. How do we gain authority over this kind of spirit? Well, a venting session might feel good. Sometimes you feel like you might you want to vent and say, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not forcing or I'm not complaining but I'm venting. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you are aware of that saying. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Sometimes people say that. But a regular habit of complaining may be bad for us. Mm -hmm. A regular habit of murmuring and complaining may be bad for us. And also it's a drag on others that have to listen to you all the time. Oh, yes. Murmuring and complaining. Mm -hmm. It is a drag 
on others to have to listen to you murmuring and complaining. The problem is our brain has a tendency on focusing on negativity. The same story. Yes. Our brain has the tendency to focus on negativity. So if you don't give your mind an assignment, it will always drift to the negative things, to the bad stuff, to, to focus on it. And that is research by psychology. As a result, we tend to focus on what is wrong rather than noticing all the good things that are happening around us. We tend to focus on the bad things instead of focusing on most of the good things that is happening all around us. Four times more positive things happen to us within a day. Four times more positive things happen to us within a day, every day. Yet it takes what? Just one upsetting email, one upsetting <laughs> phone call, or wrong, one upsetting wrong from people around you, from friends, relatives, children, co-workers, husband, wife, neighbor, to ruin everything. Yes. To ruin everything. Just one email, one upsetting phone call, one wrong from people around you to ruin everything, to ruin the day, the whole day. And the issue is, this causes the relationship to fall apart. Whatever relationship we are involved in, if you mama and complain all the time, it causes that relationship to fall apart. And due to what? Anger. Mm. Afterwards, it takes days to patch the relationship. It takes days to patch the relationship as a result of your anger, anger bash and murmuring and complaining. Others don't even, you know, try to fix it. They keep drifting all away apart, following arguments. Mm -hmm. Arguments as a result of murmuring and complaining. People tend to drift apart from out of their relationship, not even making the effort to mend or patch the relationship. Now, these factors that I just made mention of calls for action. Mm. It calls for you to do something about this problem, this situation that you have causing you to murmur and complain. These factors that I've just presented calls for an action. It calls for us to take an action. With the first action, catch yourself. Catch yourself. And... If you are murmuring and complaining too much, catch yourself. Now, make it, a, make it your business to look out when you are murmuring and complaining to you. Catch yourself. And how could you catch yourself? You will find clues in others' reaction when you begin to murmur and complain. You will find the clues to uh, help you catch yourself to do something about it or stop due to uh, the reaction of others around you. And listening to a complainer can be energy draining. Yes. Listening to a complainer or somebody who murmurs and complains too much can be energy draining. And so they show displeasure or annoyance on their faces or interaction with you. Mm. 
and that will give you a clue to catch yourself. Two, once you notice when and how often you are complaining, take authority over your mind. It's become a, a problem coming from the inside. So now you ought to give your mind an assignment. You ought to take your, your mind, take authority over your mind. Yes. And how you do that is by meditating on God and his ways and form. Yes. Meditating on God, his ways, and his form. Mm -hmm. How would you get that? From the word of God. Yes. So the importance of meditating on the word of God comes to play here. And meditation, I've did a lot, of, a lot of teaching, is how you you silently pray from within without using audible words. You silent, you you are praying deep inside with your heart, or you are you are saying a prayer with your heart. Look at a, Psalm seventeen verse fifteen. Psalm seventeen verse fifteen for us, first lady. As for me, I shall see your face in righteousness. I will be fully satisfied when I awake to find myself mm. seeing your, your likeness. likeness. The satisfaction of seeing the likeness of God, his goodness, his kindness. Yes. How awesome, how powerful. Some of the good things that God has done in your life yes. yesterday or a few minutes before you started murmuring and complaining. Mm -hmm you can begin to think about those things and that will give you the ability to take over this thought of murmuring and complaining. By filling our mind with the Lord, nothing is closer to us than our thought. Mm. Your thought is the most closest thing to you. Yes. So if you fill your thoughts with the things of God, then it will, it, you will bring God into your consciousness. Mm -hmm. If you fill your thought with the things of God through meditation, you will bring God into where? Your consciousness, the place of making decisions. Yes. And you will begin to have enjoy fellowship with him and this fellowship in your consciousness, in your thought, will bring what? Joy, peace, yes. and victory yes. to every area of your life. To every area of your life. Three, speak to the person who can actually improve. Mm -hmm. Speak to the person who can actually improve. What do I mean by that? If it is the wife, if it's the husband, if it's the children, the co-worker, if it's the boss, if it's the neighbor, is whoever, business partner, whoever it is, you have to take time and speak to them mm -hmm. uh, for them to improve. And you know they have a mind of their own. So uh, just speaking to them might not get the job done. Maybe not. It might not get the job done. So in time of prayer, ask God's power. Yes. In times of prayer, ask God's power to change the heart of this person. Whoever it is that needs to improve. So that this problem that brings this murmuring and complaining will stop. So God change your heart. Mm -hmm. And that will determine the outcome and how to improve the situation. That will determine the outcome and how to improve the situation. Seek the face of God for his wisdom. 
So you are seeking the face of God for two things. Number one, for the person's heart to be changed. Mm -hmm. And number two, for wisdom. Wisdom concerning how to work together, yes. both of you working together yes. to implement God's giving answers about the problem. Mm -hmm. So now you, you saw the face of God. This person's heart is changed. The wife, the husband, the children, whoever it is. You are in relationship with that as the result of the murmuring and complaining uh, needs to improve. Mm -hmm. And then you seek God for his wisdom as to how to work together to improve the situation. Look at Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. The reverent fear of the Lord that is worshiping him and regarding him as truly awesome is the beginning and the preeminent part of knowledge, its starting point and its essence. But the arrogant fools despise skillfully and godly wisdom and instruction and self-discipline. Hallelujah. I like that. I said, but the arrogant, arrogant. the arrogant, yes. arrogant fools. Mm -hmm. So which means if you are arrogant, you are a fool. You are, you are, you are missing out the wisdom and the knowledge of God. They despise skillful and godly wisdom mm -hmm. and instruction and self-discipline. Mm -hmm. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. How you pursue God, how you seek God, your relationship with God mm -hmm. will cause His wisdom to come upon your life. Mm -hmm. Godly counseling, godly wisdom. Wisdom brings knowledge, understanding, and revelation. God-given wisdom brings knowledge, understanding, and revelation. Wisdom helps us preserve and keep our relationships. Mm -hmm. The wisdom of God helps us to preserve and keep our relationship. Yes. Can you look at Proverbs chapter 2, verse 10 to 11? It's not too far from Proverbs chapter 1. And the Bible reads, When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you. Discretion will preserve you. Preserve understanding you. will keep you. Discretion is carefully weighing and considering. Carefully weighing and considering before what? Acting or speaking. Carefully weighing and considering before acting or speaking. Mm -hmm. And this will avoid what? This will help you to avoid offenses. Offenses. Offenses that come to put a wedge in our relationship. Mm -hmm. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6 to 7. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6 to 7. For the Lord gives skillfully in godly wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Mm -hmm. He stores away sound wisdom for the righteous, uh -huh. those who are right standing with him. Yes. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, yes. those of honorable character and moral courage. Amen. Amen. Your relationship, the more God is in you, the more God will download in your soul his wisdom, his wisdom. Your relationship with God, how you perceive God, how you seek after the things of God, mm -hmm. 
how you draw near. I said, draw near to me, yes. and I will also draw near to yes. you. Yes. That will cause God wisdom to operate in your life. And the fourth action to take, learn to establish new habits. Learn to establish new habits using faith words. Learn to establish new habits using faith words. By changing your language. So mm. language is a component of complaints or negative conversations. Mm -hmm. with, with, with any complaint or negative conversation comes the language part of it. That is the memory, what you are saying. The discouraging words, the insults, the demeaning words, the, the words you are using to, to de demean somebody, to pain somebody otherwise. Let's use God's words like, in God all things are possible. Yes. In God, learn to use words like that when you feel like murmuring and complaining. Yes. In God all things are yes. possible. Yes. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Yes. The joy of the Lord yes. is my strength. Yes. You use fake words like that to counteract the habit of murmuring and complaining. And the fifth and the last point, people complain but do not do anything about it. People just love to complain. Let me vent. It feels good. And other says, people love to complain but have no desire to do anything about it. And there was a prophet in the book of, uh, of Habakkuk in the Bible, a book called Habakkuk in the, in the Bible. Prophet Habakkuk had learned his complaint in a couple of verses and now was saying that God has not done anything about his complaint. Because Habakkuk looked at the, what, the sin that the people of Israel were indulging and that touched his heart and wanted God to change the situation. Mm -hmm. But after waiting for so long, he began to complain that God has not done anything about his, play, uh, uh, his prayer mm -hmm. and his action. Let's look at Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. First, let me read that. I will... Uh -oh, let's see here. And the Bible reads, I will stand at my guard post at station and station myself on the tower, and I will keep watch to see what he will say to me and what answer I will give as his spokesman when I am reproved. Mm -hmm. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and engrave it plainly on the clay tablets so that the one who reads it will run. Write the vision. So what am I trying to communicate here? You need a vision. Yes. You need a vision. You need a God-given vision concerning the things you are murmuring and complaining about. You need to take an action. You ask God for a vision. Yes. A vision. Ask God for a vision, a vision. through the leading of the power of the Holy Spirit about the situation and believe God to use you to solve it. Ask God for a vision and believe God to use you to solve the problem. 
If you are complaining about your financial crisis or debt, ask God for a vision. Mm. A vision about financial wisdom. Business vision, business idea, business insight. A vision about debt cancellation. For God said in his word in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. He said, but ye shall remember with profound respect yes. the Lord your God. For it is he who is giving you power to make wealth. That he may confirm his covenant which he swore solemnly promised to your fathers as it is this day. Remember God. Yes. Relationship crisis. Ask God for a vision. Yes. God, how can I deal with this situation? Give me a vision. Give me an action to take that will help solve the problem. If you are overweight, you're trying to lose weight, ask God for a vision. Amen. Ask God for how to go about it. And he will confirm his covenant. He said, I am the Lord that gives you power. Yes. Even to make wealth. If God gives us power to make wealth, then he can give us power to resolve every situation yes. that needs to be dealt with to bring peace in our lives. Yes. The word of the Lord in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 19. I will just go straight to the 19. It said, do not quench, subdue, or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Do not quench it. Do not do things that will quench the Spirit of God operating in your life. It is the source of power. It is the Amen. source of wisdom. Amen. It is the source of understanding. He yes. is the source of your truth coming from the power of God and how to deal with unbearable tough time to put you ahead to possess your God-given blessing. God bless you for this word today. But a question that I will ask, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? For all that I just share with you will not mean anything in your life if you are not connected to God through Christ, the Savior. We are experiencing a, a, a world that an unpredictable world today. We love so many lives. But the word of the Lord says, there is judgment after we die. There is judgment after we die. Oh, don't believe the hype that there is no God. And then when you die under judgment seat, that indeed there was a God. You were fooled. You were deceived. And the question that you're going to be asked when you are seated on the judgment seat and Jesus, the assigned judge, is judging you, the number one question will be, what did you do with Jesus? What did you do with Jesus when you were alive? If I may ask, where would your soul be if you are to die two minutes from now as I speak to you? If you have no clear answer, if you, are, if you cannot boldly say where your soul will be, whether in heaven or hell, because these two places are real, then it's a sign that you need Jesus in your heart. I will present this uh, time of grace. If you want to accept Christ in your life, 
as your Lord and personal Savior to help you as your Lord and personal Savior that you are and you will enjoy life here and life after death. You will repeat this prayer after me one after the other. Or if you want to rededicate your life back to Christ, you might have strayed away from your faith due to Christ and due to problems. You could also pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross. I thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sins. To save me of my sins. I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you are the Son of God. Come into my heart, dear Jesus. Come into my heart, dear Jesus. And be my Lord and personal Savior. And be my Lord and personal Savior. And I'll serve you, Lord Jesus. And I will serve you, Lord Jesus. For the rest of my life. If you just said this prayer in faith, believe in it, I declare you saved. And angels in the heavens are rejoicing for your soul. Amen. Now, the last part of the prayer we said, I will serve you, God. That is a covenant. You have come into a covenant relationship with God through Christ. Yes. And God is expecting you to hold your part of the bargain of the covenant so that he will fulfill his promises in your life. Hallelujah. And to hold your, your, your covenant, to be able to live obeying the covenant you have just made, the salvation covenant, you need some, some information to help you out. Mm -hmm. And if you could find a Bible or access the Bible on your iPhone, iPad, whatever means, you go all the way to the New Testament and look for these three books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And these books will help you understand the life, the, the, the birth, the life, the, the death, the barrier, and the resurrection of Christ. Beloved, look for a Bible-believing church in your neighborhood. Or uh, if you got saved today through this uh, message, I want you to um, look at our information on the screen of you know your 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 set and let us know that you were saved. Or if you find you a church room, go and declare yourself to the leadership of that church that you have been saved. Oh, uh, we're getting ready to go to uh, back to church here very soon. We are looking at July. You could look our information up and come and fellowship with us. Lightway Church of God in Christ, City of Moreno Valley, starting California. God bless you. First lady, you have a item to share. You want to uh, ask us to um, show our seats and then I'll pray for them. Amen. Um, that was such a powerful message dealing with the spirit of murmuring and complaining. Hallelujah. And you know, dealing with murmuring and complaining is learning how to change that negative story into a positive story. Yes. Many of us have been dealing or have dealt with painful situations, uncomfortable situations, yes. but you have to change your story, change your focus. We're not denying that it does not exist, but if you stay in that story, you'll see that you'll miss out on the blessing. Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. I remember one time my best friend and I, when we were young kids, we decided to catch the bus not knowing that the time had changed. Mm -hmm. So we're still in the, t the past time, mm -hmm. and the bus passed us by. So don't stay stuck in that story 
or your blessings will pass you by. Yeah, the Bible powerful. says um, in First Thessalonians chapter 5, um, verse 16, Rejoice always and delight in your faith, yes. but unceasing and persistent prayer in everything, no matter what the circumstance, be thankful and continually yes. thanks to God. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. As Pastor was saying, maybe you have a loved one, a relationship that's, that's you know, on the rocks or very um, uncomfortable relationship. Yes. You know, if you speak to that person and it's not changing, you go to the Lord in prayer. Now, as you're seeking the face of the Lord, seeking the face of the Lord in prayer is discipline. It's not that you're going to come out in prayer and that person is going to be automatically changed. Sometimes God is using that situation not only to change that person, but in order to change you as well. Mm -hmm. Because there's some things in your life that need to be changed. Because God can change that person and you be the same. Amen. Yeah, so, yeah. so you have to be persistent. Because a lot of people say, I've been praying, I've been praying, I've been praying. It's not working, it's not working, it's not working. Then stay there. Amen. Stay there until something happens. If it's 20 years, God is doing a it's taking God 20 years to get you right in order for him to get that person right. Wow, oh, hallelujah. I hope somebody caught that. So don't look at how long it took. Don't look at how long it's taking. Don't look at what other people are going through and how long it took them. This is about you and your life, your journey, and what you're going through. Amen? Yeah, amen. amen. What this time? I know this was such a powerful every word that, you know, Every word of the Lord that goes forth, regardless of who's preaching, is powerful. Amen. Because yes. there's so much meat in the word of God. Yes. And I know that you have truly been blessed by this word. Yes. And it is blessing time. Hallelujah. It is worship time. Yes. Giving is worship. Yes. Amen. Giving is your worship unto yes. the Lord. I always tell people whenever I have a need, I put a seed on it. Amen. Yes. And it's not just a tip to God. You can't tip God. Yes. You can't just say, here, God, here's this. And I, I'm believing you for this. But God looks at your heart. He looks at your, you know, your the inside, your sacrifice. Yeah. Are you, is this true worship unto me? Yeah. You know? And if you want to give, you can go to lightweightchurch.com, lightweightchurch.com. And there you can sow your seed, but just don't throw your seed. Sow your seed. Speak a word of, of deliverance, peace. Turn around. Sometimes our mind needs to be regulated because there's so much toxic things that have been going through in our mind year right. after year. If you're 25 years old and you always had toxic thoughts, that's 25 Ten years, years of, of toxic thoughts. And it takes time to get that out of you. So you're starting to see, Lord, touch my mind. Let me not be so negative. Yeah. Take this drinking addiction out of me. Yeah. You know, you're sowing a seed, amen, and you wrap your need around that seed. Yeah. Now, Lightweight Church has evolved, amen. We are doing text to give. Text to give. Glory be to God. Yeah. The number you would type in is 833-901-2082. 833-901-2082. Two zero eight two. Now, as you give, you have to be mindful that God is rebuking the devourer for your sake. Amen. That which the enemy has meant to kill, steal, and destroy. That which the enemy has meant to torment you. That which the enemy has meant to steal your joy. God is rebuking the devourer. Hallelujah. Don't look at 2018. Don't look at 2017. As you sow this seed, wrap your need around that seed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 The word of the Lord says, it's more blessed to 
to give, give than to, to receive. receive. Yes. And God lost a church.